We say once again, hallowed be your name in all the earth. Be thou exalted, O God, upon the earth. Let your glory, Father, fill the whole earth, O Lord. We give you praise. We give you thanks. Thank you for everybody in the church today. Thank you for those who are not here yet. Thank you for those who could not come and cannot come. We thank you for every life. Thank you for every family. Thank you for all you are doing with us and for all you are doing for us. It's time for us to hear your word again. We seek to hear your voice. Speak to us, O Lord. We don't seek to hear from a man, but we seek to hear from the corridors of heaven. Bless us today. Let the word bring healing to somebody. Let the word bring deliverance to somebody. Let somebody who is simple, who doesn't know what to do. Father, find what to do by the end of this sermon. In the name of Jesus, have mercy, O God, upon me. I yield this flesh unto you, Lord, crucified, hiding behind the cross. Fill this vessel, O God, with your oil. Use me for your glory and to your glory alone. Father, think through my mind. Speak through my lips. Ponder things, O God, through my heart, O Lord. Grant unto me utterance. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Everybody shout a big amen. Clap your hands together for Jesus. Shall we be seated? Auntie Rose, good to have you this morning. Amen. Mr. and Mrs. Champon also. You have come for good. Say amen. Matthew chapter 16, reading from verse 13, I've been sharing on the very exciting series called The Keys of the Kingdom. The Keys of the Kingdom. And it looks like we are going to be here for some time. And uh, because if Jesus said keys, and it is a key, it means that there are a lot. At least, it's more than one. Alright, so let's start reading from verse 13. It says, When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, whom do men say that I, the son of man, am? So when Jesus came to town, he wanted to know what was the gossip about him in town. One thing about life is that whether you like it or not, you have people talking about you. You have people gossiping about you. And sometimes a husband and wife may not have anything to discuss. You may be the topic of their conversation. Be glad and be happy that you too, you are creating conversation for some people. And so Jesus said that what is the gossip about me? in town and they said some say that thou art John the Baptist some Elias and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets so they said it's easy to tell somebody what people other people are saying about him so they said to him some people are saying that you are John the Baptist some are saying that you are Elijah some are also saying that um, you are Jeremiah or one of the prophet he saith unto them whom say ye that I am Simon Peter and Simon Peter answered and said thou art the Christ the son of the living God so when Jesus asked them but what is your personal perspective concerning me Simon Peter answered and said you are the Christ you are the son of the living God he didn't say that I'm thinking he didn't say that I'm considering he didn't say that I'm confused but I don't know he said you are the Christ the son of the living God Jesus answered and said unto him Blessed art thou Simon Bajona. Ba means son. Jonah is the name of the father. He says, so blessed art thou Simon the son of Jonah. For flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto thee, but my father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now when he said, and, thou, and I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, you know, Peter which means a rock, 
He said, your name is a rock, but I'm not going to build a church on this rock called Peter. I am going to build the church on the rock of the revelation of who Jesus is. So I'm going to build my church upon this rock. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then charged thee his disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. So over here we see Jesus saying to them in the verse number 19. He says to them, I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. In other words, these keys, when I deliver them to you, you will cause heaven to come down all the time. In other words, if you bind anything, that word bind actually means forbid. If you forbid anything, heaven will make sure that that thing is forbidden. And if you lose, meaning that anything you permit or allow, heaven will ensure that that thing is allowed. But before Jesus said he will give them these keys, I mean, two very important things he said was crucial. Number one is the foundation upon which the church will be built. built which is he, Jesus Christ. The revelation of who he is as, as the Christ, the son of the living God. Then he said unto them, upon this stone, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So he said to them that, I mean, knowing who I am, having a perfect understanding that I am the anointed one, the only son of the living God is the true foundation upon which any church um, of Christ should be built. So he says, when uh, that foundation is laid, the pastor knows Jesus and he preaches Jesus and he talks about Jesus because there are a lot of churches now which are not preaching Jesus. They are preaching economics. They are preaching sociology. They are preaching several other things. He says, but if the pastor understands that upon Christ, the foundation of the church um, is built, he said, I myself, I will build the church. I will take it over. I will build it. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So the name of Jesus is crucial. Or as in knowing who Jesus is, is crucial. Then number two, we ought to know um, anything we need to know about the church that Christ wants us to know. And what did Christ want us to know? He wanted us to know that he is the foundation of the church. Then he said, I, meaning that he is the owner. He is the founder. He is also the head of the church. We may call a human being a founder. We may call a human being a senior pastor. We may call a human being a resident pastor. We may call a human being a general overseer. But in the real sense of the word, these people are just administrators. The real owner of the church, the real founder of the church, and the real leader of the church is Christ himself. So he said, I, I will build my church. The church is my church. So I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Then we saw he said, I will. So God has a will concerning his church. We looked at that last week. Then he said, I will build. God is building. Now the question is that, is he putting up a chapel? No. He's putting up we human beings. God is looking for a city amongst us. A city called a new light city or new light Pentecostal church city or new lightest city. And one day, who knows, God may bless us with a very powerful city where we'll be having our conventions and our camps and all that. Who knows? You'll be here, you'll see it happen in Jesus' name. Because God is building. So he said, ye are the light of the world. 
a city set on a hill cannot be hid. So individually we are buildings. And when you put buildings together, you have what we call a city. God is building us individually and collectively he wants to build us into a city that is set on a hill. If there is any problem in the world, I mean they will run to the church. You know recently the church in Nigeria got there. There was a huge problem in Nigeria. People were complaining. People were talking. The president, Lord, that was last day. The president was confused. He didn't know what to do. The Muslims were talking. The Christians were talking. Everybody was talking. He didn't know what to do. Then he called one of the fathers of the church in the land. He called him for advice. So he was telecast live on TV. That I mean, the, the pastor had gotten to the presidential palace. They opened the door. He entered in and they closed the door. And he was there for about three hours. Then after three hours, he came out. After he came out, complete silence and peace in the nation. The church is getting, the world is getting to that place where they can see that their solution is located in the house of God. Even the coronavirus pandemic, nations which call for the church to pray, they have eradicated it from their country. Those who are busily looking for vaccines, their vaccine is not even working. They have to look for more because as soon as they introduce the vaccine, then another variant of the disease even appears. It doesn't mean you shouldn't take the vaccine. Take the vaccine. But you see, don't let your hope be in that. God wants the church to be the answer to the problems of the world. Now I'm going to talk about the keys. From today, I'll start talking about the keys. I'll start to talk about one of the powerful keys that Jesus has given us. Now, the same verses in Matthew, um, let me say maybe 18, 19, you know, Jesus repeats the same thing in Matthew chapter 18. Look at Matthew chapter 18, verse 18. The same verses, Jesus repeats it. Matthew chapter 18, from verse 18 to the verse number 20. Matthew 18 from verse 18 to 20. He says, Verily I say unto you, Whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever ye shall lose on earth, it shall be loosed in heaven. And again I say unto you, If two of you shall agree as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be given unto them, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. You know, some people have just taken verse 18, verse 19 out of context. And they just say that if two of you shall agree as touching anything that they shall pray about, God will do it. But you see, the gathering in verse 20, Jesus said, that agreement, it must happen in the name of Jesus. If it does not happen in the name of Jesus, he says nothing will happen. And he says once there is agreement in the name of Jesus, the two people or the three people, whatsoever they shall agree as touching of which they shall ask. He says my father will make sure that that thing is given unto them. In other words, God was giving them, Jesus was giving them the first key. When he said I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you shall lose on earth shall be loose in heaven. He was giving them the first key. And he says, the first key is the key of the name of Jesus. This morning, my subject is the name of Jesus. Everybody sort of said after me, the name of Jesus. Oh, shout it again, the name of Jesus. You know, so mommy and I cannot be in a room and we say, oh, we are praying. And then we are praying and then uh, we are agreeing. 
and we are just talking to God. It must be in the name of Jesus. If it is not in the name of Jesus, it will not hold water. And if we talk about a church being a gathering of people and not a building or not a land or not a place, but is the gathering of the human beings in the place, then the gathering too must be in the name of Jesus. If only we want heaven to come down. So the very first key that gives us access to heaven, to cause the resources of heaven to be made available on the earth for our use and for our enjoyment is the key of the name of Jesus. Jesus himself said that he is the ladder uh, which Jacob saw in Genesis 28. In John 1 51 it says, Verily, verily, I say unto you hereafter, ye shall see the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. So Jesus says here that I am the ladder. I am the ladder. Now if it's the ladder and you climb and you get to the top, then you need the key that can cause you to enter. And the key that can cause you to enter is the name of Jesus. So I will spend maybe two, three weeks or four weeks or whichever God will say to me, you know, to start talking about this powerful key, the key of the name of Jesus. When we finish, we take another key. This year is our year of heaven on earth. Is that not so? So we need to have the keys that can help us to have access to heaven. You see, God's desire is not for us to be dominated by any, any, anything on the earth. No sickness, no problem, not the devil himself. God's desire is not that you know, even human beings should dominate us. No, he never said that a man should dominate man. He said, no. He said, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over every creeping thing, over every moving thing that moveth upon the face of the earth. So man is supposed to be in charge, having dominion in every area. And one of the things that can help us to have this dominion is the key of the name of Jesus. To start our lesson on it, I want us to look, look at a very important story in the New Testament. Remember, the New Testament doesn't begin from Matthew. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they are the gospel. They reveal Jesus. The New Testament, it begins from the book of Acts. But if you even want to talk about it, it begins after the book of Acts. But it starts from the book of Acts. So let's see a particular story there about the name of Jesus. Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3. Please open it. Let's go there. Are you in the church this morning? Don't let your mind travel to your village. Acts chapter 3. We'll read from verse 1 to the verse number 16. Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3. Reading from the verse number 1 to the verse number 16. It says, Now Peter and John went out together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. Now in the church at the time, they prayed every three hours. So, and they started counting the hours of the day from 6 o'clock in the morning. So, um, 7 is the second, 8, uh, uh, no, 7 is the first, 8 is the second, 9 a.m. is the third hour, 12 is the sixth hour, 3 p.m. is actually the ninth hour. So, when it says that they went to the chapel, they went into the temple, at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour, is talking about 3 p.m. It's in between afternoon and evening. So the Bible says they went up together into the temple. Verse 2. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them 
that entered into the temple. Who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple asked an alms. So the Bible says that as Peter and John were about to enter into the temple, there was this lame man born like that from the mother's womb whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple called Beautiful to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. So when he saw Peter and John, he said, ah, another business has come. He stretched forth his hand toward them to ask, you know, ask, to ask um, them for something. Next verse, verse 4. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, look on us. Now, Peter says to the man, look on us, give us attention. Now, remember, he was not saying to them, lift up your eyes and look onto the hills. From whence cometh your help? He didn't say that. He said, look on us. In other words, we are the solution to your problem. So he says, look on us. He fastened his eyes upon him and with John. And he says to him, look on us. He didn't say, look at us. But he says, look on us. Let us become, uh, let us become your hope. Let us become your trust. We can do something permanently about this situation. And he gave heed unto them expecting to receive something of them. So he gave heed unto them, expecting that maybe some coin will drop, expecting that some paper will drop. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. So Peter says to him, as for money, you can have it today, tomorrow, it can be gone. You will never put your trust in money. But he says, I have something which nobody can take away from me. I have something which is unperishable. It cannot perish. It cannot be destroyed. I have something which is more than money can buy. More precious than silver and gold. So he said, I am giving that thing to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk and he took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength and he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple walking and leaping and praising God and all the people saw him walking and praising God Peter gave to the man what they had within their spirits. He says, such as I have, give I thee. He said, I don't have money. Maybe I may have some money in my pocket, but he says, this money cannot do anything permanently about your situation. If I give you money, you will spend the money tomorrow, you will come back again to bed. But I want to do something permanently about this situation that you will never have to beg again. I declare to somebody today, you will never borrow from anybody again. You will never have to depend on anybody again. God himself will take care of you in the name of Jesus. God will provide for your business, provide for your family, provide for your house, provide for your children. God himself will take care of you. If you believe, shout a big amen. So he says, such as I have, I have it. I possess it. It's in my spirit. Such as I have, give I thee. In other words, I can impart to you the name. I can impart it to you the name. I can impart to you the name. Now, see, so when Peter was saying to the man, look on us, he knew who they were. He 
he was conscious of who they were he knew what they had he was so conscious of what they carried he knew the potency of what they had listen a juju man can't tell somebody that this is the last stop of your sickness until he has tried it upon other people and it has worked for him until he is so sure that the thing can work he cannot say to anybody confidently this is the last stop of your problem so peter said look on us i pray that by the time we finish looking at this you can tell your children to look on you you can tell your husband to look on you you can tell your mother to look on you because you possess something that can solve their problems for them so the bible says that all the people saw him walking and leaping and praising god all the people saw him and they knew that it was he which sat for arms we are investing now it was he which sat for arms at the beautiful gate of, of the temple hallelujah they knew that he was the one who was sitting there and they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him then the bible says and when the lame man which was healed he held them now you see people had given him money but he never followed any of them but when these people gave him the name of jesus and did something about his situation it says he held them to do what to follow them very soon some people will follow you from your area coming to church some people will follow you from your village coming to church because they will see that your god is more powerful than the god they are serving and the god they are worshiping if you believe clap your hands together for jesus your hand clap is weak you didn't borrow the hands so the bible says when the lame man which was healed held peter and john all the people ran together unto them in the porch which is called that is called solomon's greatly wondering the man upon which this miracle had been done the bible said he was more than 40 years old he was not a small boy he had been born like that and for more than 40 years he had been suffering from that situation it tells you that it doesn't matter how long the problem has been there in your life that problem can answer to the name of jesus that problem can be gone from you in the name of jesus that sickness can vanish in the name of jesus that thing inside your body can vanish in the name of jesus if you believe shout a big amen they were greatly wondering and when Peter saw it, he answered unto them, Ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Or why look ye so earnestly on us, upon us, as though by our own power or holiness we have made this man to walk? So Peter said, our own holiness, put it aside. You must be holy, but don't hold on to that holiness. It's nothing when you come to god and you say you have been holy you have not done this you have not done that other people have done this they have done that he's blessing that you have completely missed it your holiness doesn't affect the name of jesus it doesn't reduce its potency and it doesn't increase its potency then your own ability it says by our own power what you can do or cannot do is also irrelevant when the potency of the name of jesus come into play so he said, it's not by our own power. 
It's not by our holiness. Not by our holiness at all. Be holy, but we are holy, but we are not basing our identity on that. We can do some things, but we are not confident in the thing. Then he said, the God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob, the God of our fathers, had glorified his son Jesus, whom ye uh, 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 delivered up and denied him in the presence of Pilate when he was determined let him go. You know, one of the things I like about, you know, Peter and the rest of the disciples was that what they had seen with Jesus, they never stopped talking about it. They never stopped talking about it. My belief and my prayer is that everybody in this church, by the time we are hitting June, your testimonies will be so powerful that people from your office will follow you to church. People from your village will follow you to church. People from your area will follow you to church. In the mighty name of Jesus. If you believe, shout a big amen. So he says, Pilate was determined to let him go. But he denied the Holy One and just. And desired a murderer, a murderer to be granted unto thee. And you kill the prince of life whom God had raised from the dead. Whereof we are witnesses. The verse 16. And his name through faith in his name hath made this man strong whom ye see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him hath Giving him perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Look, I prophesy today. Anything in your life about which people have laughed at you in secret, God will do for you openly for them to see. I said, God will do for them to see openly in the name of Jesus. Anything for which people have gossiped about you in secret, God will do for you in the open. In the mighty name of Jesus. If you believe, sound a big amen. Clap your hands together for Jesus again. He said, in the presence of you all. But you see, I want to bring your mind to a few things. Peter said to the man, silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, give I thee. He said, I have it. And that is what I'm going to give unto you. You cannot give to anybody what you don't have. What you don't possess, you cannot give to another. If you are able to give something you don't possess to another, they will call you a thief. It is what you have that you can give to somebody. It is what is in your possession that you can deliver unto another person and say, this is my gift to you. So I'm going to be answering a, 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 asking a few questions and answering them this morning. It's another style of teaching. So the first question I want to ask is, you know, what did Peter have that we also have? What did Peter have that you and I also we have? What he had, he said, it is the name of Jesus. You have the name of Jesus. Peter was there when Jesus said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, whether Peter is there or not, anytime two or three people gather, whether they meet in Israel or Ghana or China or wherever, anytime two or three people gather together in my name, he says, there 
where am I in the midst of them? So when he was talking about the church, he was not talking about Peter alone. He was talking about you and I also. And including those who will come after us. If Jesus doesn't come early and other people also come after us. The name, it belongs to you and I. And Peter was conscious about it. He told the man, he said, silver and gold have I not, but such as I have, give I thee. In other words, when he was telling them that silver and gold have I not, he was, he was not saying that I, I don't have it at all. He says, I have it, but maybe it is not on me. But when you talk about the name of Jesus, he says, I have it, I possess it. It's something which is in my spirit. I carry it everywhere I go. It doesn't matter where I am. I have it. And you also have the name. The name is also for you. It's in, it's in your spirit. It's not in a physical pocket. Somebody can steal it. It's not in your physical bag. Somebody can steal it. It's in your spirit. Nobody can steal it from you. The, the key is inside. The name of Jesus is a part of you. You have it. You can also tell somebody, such as I have, give ID. You can also say it to somebody. You can also tell your boss, look on me. Look on me. The accountant says there is no money, but look on me. I can make something happen. You possess the name. Look at somebody, wave the person, tell the person, you possess the name. So Peter said, I have the name. A mother of a child. You have the name. You can use the name over your child. A, a husband over a wife. You can use the name over your wife. A, a wife over a husband. You can use the name over your husband. You possess the name. You have it. You have it. It's on the inside of you. One of the most painful things about life is to be helpless in the face of adversity when a loved one is suffering and you cannot help the person. Very painful. But you see, one thing I have come to see is that in using the name of Jesus, there is no distance spiritually. I can be here, I can pray for somebody at Keta and a miracle can happen here. During the three days fasting, we are gathered, we are gathered here. I mean the anointing service, the Saturday night. We were gathered here. People were watching us all the way in Ziavi. As I was speaking, everybody was on the floor in the chapel. There is no distance in the spirit. You can use the name. Your husband can be in Tamale right now. Something may be worrying. You can use the name. You have it. I want that one to sink deep into your spirit that you may not have maybe 10,000 Ghana cities in your bank account now, but you have something which is more precious than that 10,000 Ghana cities. And that thing is the name of Jesus. You have it. You possess it. It's in your spirit. Somebody can go to your momo and steal from you. But as for the name of Jesus, nobody can steal it from you. It is there. Tell yourself, I have the name. And say it, I possess the name of Jesus. The second question I want to answer. You see, but even before I move on from there, listen. Don't let the devil rob you of the power in the name. By telling you that you, this very wicked man, are you the one who wants to use the name? Listen, God has forgiven your sins. He doesn't use your sin against you. So, Peter said, not by our own holiness. Your holiness doesn't affect the potency in the name. If you have a shop and there is money in the shop and your son has gone to do something very bad and he gets to the shop, you have told the, the son, your son that anytime he needs money, he should go to the shop. And the child gets there and he says, um, what daddy has told me, what mommy has told me, I'm coming to take the money. 
You see, the person in the shop cannot say, oh, because of this bad thing you did, I won't give it to you. Once he says, in the name, it must be given. So your holiness also, or, excuse my language, the evil you do, it doesn't affect the potency of the name. But rather, the devil uses the evil you do to condemn you and reduce you to the point where you are even afraid to mention the name of Jesus. That is why we must be holy. That's why we must be pure. To silence the voice of the devil. Once you are pure, the devil can't come to you, coming to tell you anything to condemn you. He cannot come closer to you. And your ability to use the name will be strong. Am I preaching to somebody today at all? Wave your neighbor again and tell your neighbor, you have the name. The second question I want to answer is, how did Peter get to have the name of which we also get to have? How did Peter get the name of which we also get to have? How did Peter get the name? And how did you and I also get the name? How did you and I also become partakers of the name of Jesus? How did we possess it? Number one. Number one. Through the new birth. Everybody say after me, through the new birth. Through the new birth. Now people listen. Christianity is not a religion. It's only in a religion that they, they have do's and don'ts. Christianity is not a religion. Christianity is a family life of a father and his children. It's a family life of a father and his children. Let nobody deceive you and tell you and make you believe that Christianity is a religion. All the other ones, they are religions. But as for Christianity, it's, it's a family life. It's a father and his children living at home and flowing and working together. And the day you became born again, you joined this spiritual family. You had the name of Jesus. Look at it. Ephesians 3, 14 and 15. Look at it. <coughs> Ephesians 3, 14 and 15. It says, Ephesians 3, 14 and 15. For this cause... I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and in earth is what is named. So there is a name on the family of God. When he says there is a family on earth and there is a family in heaven, everyone who was born again who died has joined a family in heaven. And there is one common name, and one common name which is an umbrella under which we all are gathered. And that name is the name. Of Jesus. I'm full of so much fire today. That name is the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is an, a big umbrella under which we are all gathered. Those on earth here and those who are in the heavens up there. We have the name. Wave your neighbor and tell your neighbor we are hiding under the name. How can you be confused if somebody should say give to Bedu now? You cannot be confused because you have been born into the family. You know where you come from. They gave you that name and that name, they've been mentioning it upon you up to now. And when they met, you cannot be confused. And whenever you tell somebody, I am a Christian, all you are saying is that I now carry the surname of God. And the surname of God is the name Jesus Christ. So attached to your name spiritually is the name Jesus you may not recognize it, but even demons recognize that you carry the name. I said, you may not know, but witches know that you have the name. You have something. And because of that, they want to blind you that you cannot see it. You carry something on the inside. You have a name. I'm preaching. 
Wave your neighbor, tell your neighbor, you I have a name. Tell the person, I have a name. So, so you see, you cannot belong to a royal family and no know that you belong to a royal family. That's all that no for for if they own the malls in Kumasi. When they are walking into the mall, they will walk there with confidence. Why? Because of the name. If somebody dares challenge them, why are you coming here like that? They will say, oh, don't you know who I am? Don't you know whose name I carry? And I'm going to tell somebody today that you belong to a family that is peculiar, that is holy, that is more precious, more powerful than any family on the face of the earth. I'm preaching so by the new birth a name has been added to you we know that we are the bride of christ and which bride doesn't carry the name of the husband i was telling the third service before that everything about the woman so sometimes is very humbling and i wonder but that's another message for another day from the day you marry a man you lose your name now some of them are forcing to put their surnames in the middle but you see you've lost it it's gone spiritually it is gone from that day you carry your husband's name so you too now that you are in christ by virtue of the new birth you have the name of jesus attached to your name you possess the name tell the person sitting by you the name is for me the name is mine tell the person the name is mine uh, clap your hands together for jesus this morning you possess it you possess it number two Number two, we have been baptized into that name. We have been what? Baptized into that name. Galatians chapter 3 verse 27 and 28. It says, it says, For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. So anybody baptized. And you see, when we talk about baptism, don't let your mind go to Kole Lagoon where you are baptized. Or Mighty Beach where you are baptized. Or to any river at East Legon where you are baptized. That one is a physical thing. You can be baptized and go to hell. You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised that you are the very one who has been baptized and you are going to hell. You can be very surprised. In fact, you also be surprised. And the people, the people in hell will be surprised that you have come there. That you are surprised that you have come. But you see, there is a deeper meaning of the word baptism. When you are baptized into somebody, you are baptized into a name. Listen. I don't worshippers understand this. So when they join a shrine, they are baptized for one week. After that week, the priest will tell them, from today, you belong to this group. You have entered. You have been baptized into it. It's not the physical ritual, but it's a spiritual ritual that goes on. So he says, the day you were baptized, you began to put on Christ as a uniform, as a jersey. And when we see that jersey spiritually, we don't see you any longer. We see the name of Jesus. We see the name of Jesus. And so we see the name of Jesus. That is why witches cannot penetrate your house. They cannot touch your body any longer. Be conscious of the jersey you are wearing. Be conscious of the uniform you are wearing. Be conscious of who you are spiritually. You are put on Christ. Wave your neighbor, tell your neighbor, I am wearing Christ. I am wearing Christ. Wait, wave another person, tell the person, I am wearing Christ. When you are coming to the village, they are running away. You are the one who doesn't know and you call them to come back. 
I, I, I pray that when you walk out of this place today, be conscious of the name you bear. Be conscious of the jersey you are wearing. Be conscious of the uniform you are wearing. Be conscious of the designer where you have. Custom made for you. I'm preaching. So he says that there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Christ. So the name we have been given, everybody is wearing it. It doesn't matter whether you are a pastor or not. The pastor has his own. The church member also has his own. The little child who became born again today, he also has his just said that he, has, he is wearing. We are wearing the name of Jesus. Wave your neighbor again and tell your neighbor, I am wearing the name of Jesus. Oh, I prophesy that after today, wherever you go, you'll be conscious of who you are. You'll be conscious of what you are wearing. You'll be conscious of the name you are bearing. And you will never be afraid. You will never be afraid. If you believe, shout out, big amen. Number three. Number three. Another way by which we had that name. Another name or another way by which that name was given to us. Say amen. Is through what we call the power of attorney. By confirming by confirmment or by through what they call the power of attorney the name was conferred upon us you know in the catholic church they have what they call confirmation and in that confirmation that day what they do is that they put on the on the people who are dead that from today they have become catholics they confer the name upon them it's a special program now spiritually to we too the name has been conferred upon us now, this thing we call the power of attorney. What does it mean? It's a legal document. It's a legal document from, from where one person authorizes another to act on his behalf. It's a legal document that authorizes one, in which one authorizes another to act on his behalf. So, for example, you're about to travel somewhere, or maybe you are growing older, and you don't know what may happen to you one day. You can call your, your lawyer and write a power of attorney. And say that you are naming this your daughter, Amatriwa, that in case anything should happen to you, she should be called to act on your behalf. So you can get to a place where maybe you have become too weak, you cannot sign any signature. But that person who you have given the power of attorney to can come and sign his own signature. And by the legal document, that signature will be recognized by law. And whatever money they have to give to the person, they'll give to the person. If it's a right, they'll give it to the person. If it's a privilege, they'll also give it to the person. I mean, the church will have gone home. I mean, the church will have gone home. The name has been conferred on us. Look at John chapter 14, verse 12 and 13. And 14. John 14, verse 12. It says, It says, Verily, verily, I say unto him that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than this shall he do because I go unto my father. So Jesus said everything he did when he walked the earth he is empowering us also to do. Now if he's empowering us also to do he must give us something. There must be something we possess that, that, that can make us do the very thing that he did. And what did he say in the next verse? And whatsoever you shall ask in my name that will I do. He says, whatsoever you, shall, yeah, whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. 
So Jesus said, I have given you my name. I have given you the legal right to use my name. And any time you mention my name, it's as if I am there personally. And if somebody wants to challenge your authority, I will come down myself wherever I am. I am seated. I will come down myself and manifest myself over there and prove to the person that I have given you this power of attorney. Is somebody in the chapel this morning? So the name has been conferred to us. We received it as a promise. We received it as a promise. He conferred it upon us. He gave us the power of attorney. And because of that, anywhere you stand and you use the name of Jesus, even angels recognize that name, that name. And demons also recognize that name. Everything on earth, everything under the earth, everything in the heavens, they all recognize the name. I'm preaching to somebody this morning. Wave your name, wave your hands to Jesus and say, I have the name. Oh, wave it and say, I have the name. So that name is like a blank check. Another way by which you can also look at it, which is not so powerful is, to me, is to say that you have a blank check. Because a blank check, it can finish. If I'm traveling, I give you a blank check, and the check leaves are only 30. After using the 30, you have nothing to do again. But the most powerful way to look at it is that you have a power of attorney. I have given you the check. You can request for more checks. And when you sign your signature, it's as if I myself, I sign the signature myself. That one is more powerful. And that is the kind of thing that Jesus did for us. The name has been conferred upon you, whether you know it or not. Listen, so as you are sitting here, because of you, diabetes can never reign in your family again. Hypertension can never reign in your family again. Arthritis can never enter your house again. Because of you, sudden death can never happen in the family again. The ones which happened before, you didn't know what you had. But now you know what you have. I said, now you know what you have. As you stand there in your house, you are standing there in the name of Jesus. And every knee must bow. And every tongue must confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God, the Father in heaven. I'm preaching. Number four. Number four. Number four. That name, another way by which that name belongs to us is in we becoming the ambassadors of God or the ambassadors of Christ. Ambassadors of Christ. We are now the ambassadors of Christ. Somebody say amen. Now listen. When Jesus said in Matthew chapter 28. Matthew 28 verse 19 and 20. He says go into all the world and, and, and make disciples. Teaching all nations. Baptizing them in the name of God the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit. Teaching them all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo... I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. As he was commissioning us, he was sending us to become his ambassadors. Now see, so he, he said, as you go, baptize them in the name of God the Father. Baptize them in the name of God the Son. Baptize them in the name of God the Holy Spirit. Jesus was making us ambassadors of deity. Ambassadors of the Trinity. Ambassadors of God the Father. God the Son. God the Holy Spirit. But Colossians 1.19 Colossians 1.19 says For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. 
in him should all fullness dwell so in jesus is god the father in jesus is god the holy spirit also somebody say amen so when he says that we have become ambassadors for god the son god the father god the holy spirit you can say we have become ambassadors for christ are you in the church we have gone home second corinthians chapter 5 verse 20 this is the way paul put it second corinthians chapter 5 verse 20 it says so then we are ambassadors of christ as though god did beseech you by us as though christ did beseech you by us as though the holy spirit did beseech you by us we pray you in christ's stead be ye reconciled unto god so he says when i walk to somebody and i'm telling the person become born again it's as if jesus himself is standing there and telling the person become born again this was the mind that peter had and he said to the man in the verse number four fastening his eyes upon him with john he said unto him look on us look on us as you look on us you are looking at jesus himself you are looking at god the father himself you are looking at god the holy spirit himself look on us you are now an ambassador of christ anywhere you go it's as if christ himself has gone there this one should cause all fear to be gone away from you in the night you cannot be afraid any longer as you are lying on the bed it's as though christ himself is lying on the bed you cannot be afraid you cannot be afraid you cannot look down on yourself because you are the christ walking upon the face of the earth you are now christ's ambassador i'm preaching so peter said to him look on me and i came to tell somebody today your child is looking at you your wife is looking at you your husband is looking on you the answer is on your inside you can help the situation you can solve the problem you can end the pandemic over your house you can break that case over the family look on us not look on any juju man don't look on any herbalist but look on us look on us i am the christ so paul said peter said to him ah, in the olden days they could lift up their eyes onto the hills from whence their help will come and they don't get any help and they begin to say that my help will come from the lord but he said now as i am walking here i am the christ upon the face of the earth i am the god the father walking upon the face of the earth if you can look on me what the father can do for you i will become eternal through which the father will do it in your life curses are breaking over your home demons are getting off your family and getting off your back in the mighty name of jesus you will see the glory of god like never before anything happening around you, your family that you don't like i declare you are the christ you can put an end to it by using the name of jesus clap your hands together for jesus wave your neighbor and tell your neighbor my neighbor i carry a name i am the christ walking around you listen i prophesy today as you go home as you step foot in your house today be conscious of that thing and demons will run out of that house sickness will flee out of that house evil will flee out of that house curses will be broken over your family in the mighty name of jesus any bad thing that is happening in your house that you don't like today as you step into the house step into the house with my with majesty believing that you are the christ you have stepped into that house the light shineth in the darkness and the darkness comprehended it not when you step in the classroom jesus has stepped there when you step in your office jesus has stepped there when you step in your dormitory jesus has stepped there when you step in your area
Assyria, Jesus has stopped there. If there is a trotter full of witches and you enter that trotter, ah, Jesus has entered into that trotter. No sickness can run over you. No demon can run over your life. If you believe, shout, I believe. Be conscious. Be conscious. Lift up your right hand and clap for me. I have the name. Say it again. I have something more precious than money. I have something which money cannot buy. And clap your hands together for Jesus again. So anywhere you go, anywhere you stand, have that consciousness that you are standing in Christ's stead. You are standing in where? In, in Christ's stead. That, that is how come sometimes when you are going to insult somebody, you must tell yourself, will Christ do what you are about to do? When you think about it, you must stop. Even if you started, you must just stop in the middle somewhere. Somebody say amen because you are standing in the place of Christ. You must represent him well. So Peter said, look on us. Then he gives us a secret. He said the secret to having the name working for you is not to believe that you can use it. No. It's to believe that the name it will work. Believe that the name it will work. So he said in verse 16. So I'm, I'm concluding now. What must we do that the name will work for us? What must we do? We must believe in the name and on the name. I'm preaching. What must we do? So in verse 16 of Acts chapter 3, he says, and his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong. Whom ye see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him had given him perfect soundness in the presence of you all. So as Peter was using the name, he believed that the name, it worked. So when he told the man in verse 6, such as I have given thee, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. As the man was still sitting down, Peter took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And when he lifted him up, the man was weak in the, in the feet and in the ankle bones. But immediately, the Bible says, strength entered into them. And the man leaping up stood and he began to walk. Is somebody here this morning at all? Have the belief that today we are about to pray right now. Have the belief that we are about to pray. As we pray, maybe your child is going to school. You are struggling to pay the fees. Declare that as you speak today in the name of Jesus. Anytime it is school fees time, money will hit your bank account. You will get a contract to do. You will get some job opening. You will have some opportunity to make some money by all means. Believe that the name will work. Wave your neighbor and tell your neighbor, believe that the name will work. Push another person, tell the person, believe that the name will work. Don't doubt the name. Even if there is pain inside your body, you are the caretaker of your body. If you tell that pain to go, it will go in the name of Jesus. Believe that the name will work. Don't use it. Peter didn't use it and was standing there. Uh, won't you get up? Won't you get up? I've given you the name. Won't you get up? No! 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 He believed that the name was going to work. He had no altar of doubt within him that the name was going to work. Listen, today, as you lift up your hand like this, and you say, I put the stop to that disease in your family, it will never come there again. Believe it, believe it, just believe that. As you say it in the name of Jesus, so shall it be. So shall it be. 
What killed your mother has no right to kill you. What destroyed your father has no right to destroy you. You have something better. I'm preaching. Wave your neighbor and tell your neighbor you can use the name. So with the name, as, Jesus, as Peter saw the man, he said, what I forbid on earth is forbidden in heaven. And what I allow on earth is allowed in heaven. I am giving you permission right now to begin to walk. I prophesy today, I am giving favor permission to walk into the life of every member of this church. I am giving the blessing of God permission to come into the family of everybody in this church. I am giving the grace of God permission to hit the life of everybody in this church. I am giving healing the permission to flow like a river amongst us in every house in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, sickness walks out of your house. It walks out of your children. It walks out of your husband. It walks out of your wife. In the mighty name of Jesus. If you believe, shout in the name of Jesus. Shout it again in the name of Jesus. Clap your hands together for Jesus. We see that I'm about to finish. You know, one day, we went for a camp a women's camp and um, as I was preaching as I was ministering I felt very dry so I was wondering so what can I do that can change the atmosphere now then I heard the voice of the spirit saying call upon the name call upon the name so I said Holy Spirit I invite you today now in the name of Jesus. It was as if a very calm wind blew in the auditorium. Then from that, the power of God, it hit the auditorium. There were strange manifestations in the place that day. Listen, the name of Jesus is the key to the presence of Jesus. When you call the name, his presence will appear. And when he appears, the light shined in the darkness. And the darkness comprehended it not. So anytime you mention the name, whatever doesn't want to go, Jesus will appear and say, Otila, by the way, go. And that thing, he must walk away. You are the one who is not confident about it. But if you can be confident about it, listen, anything you bind on earth, it shall be bound in heaven. These things, when we hear them, don't joke with them. Your child is suffering from something. I had a very powerful testimony this week. Somebody heard me talking about breaking limits. Took the child, prayed about the child, laid the child in the bed. In the bed. Then whatever was troubling the child, tried to shake the child a bit. You are not afraid. You are rather happy that the thing has happened. The devil will manifest for you to see. I mean, but you, you don't have to be moved by that at all. Your, your confidence rather must be in the fact that there is a sign that shows that when you commanded, the thing has happened. Today I declare any demon over your house, any demon over your family, any sickness, any evil, any bad situation in which you find yourself, the power is in your hand. The power is in your mouth. If you speak today, that thing will come to an end in the name of Jesus. If you believe, shout a big amen. Stand to your feet now we are about to pray. Next week I'll continue. I'll come to talk about, you know, how to use the name. What to use the name for. And what is, what, what is the power in the name? Somebody say, Amen. Wave everybody around you. Tell the people that the, the name belongs to me. Tell the people the name belongs to me. Tell everybody around you the name belongs to me. Tell everybody around you the name belongs to me. Now listen. When, when they go to the independent square and they call 
the traditional people to come and pour libation, they mention the names of the, of the spirits. What do you think they are doing? They are calling them to come. They are calling them to come. So Jesus also says, whenever you meet in my name, and you say, our gathering is in the name of Jesus, immediately I will come down from wherever I am and come into the place. We are going to mention Jesus three times. You will feel that Jesus is here. Sicknesses inside your body, if there is any pain inside your body, if there is something wrong inside your body, you will see that thing going away now in the name of Jesus. Number one, everybody shout, Jesus! The name is yours. Believe the name. Speak it today. Speak it today. The name of Jesus. 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 Oh Jesus. Your presence is heaven. Your presence is heaven. Your presence is heaven. Oh Jesus. Sicknesses are healed this morning in that mighty name. Whatever you couldn't do before, you can begin to try them now. That sickness is gone. That pain is gone. That disease is lifted off from you. You can't have the name and be sick. You are the caretaker of your body. We command any evil disease trying to enter your bloodstream. We command it to go now in the name of Jesus. We command it to go now in the name of Jesus. And it is gone. It is gone. We give you thanks for healing, for deliverance, for healing, for deliverance in the name of Jesus. Somebody with pain in their right hand, God has just healed you. That pain is gone. That pain is gone. Somebody with pain in the chest, that pain has been lifted off. That pain has been lifted up. Somebody came to church very heavy today. It was as if they, were, they had put a certain heavy thing on your chest. That thing has been lifted away. In the name of Jesus. Somebody else were coming. There was darkness. So sad, depressed. You know, from the house before you came. But the joy of the Lord has entered into your heart now. The joy of the Lord has entered into your heart now. In the name of Jesus. Morobokodimokozima. Everybody lift up your right hand again. Listen, I'm going to ask you to pray over one person in your family. One person who is a loved one. That the demons are tormenting. That maybe alcohol is tormenting. Alcohol has made a slave. You are going to mention the name of the person and declare in 10 days you break the power of that demon over the person. And mark it on the wall. It shall happen as you declare it. Lift up your right hand now. Begin to declare it now in the name of Jesus. Speak it now in the name of Jesus. Speak over only one person. Don't make it two. Don't make it three. Speak over only one person. In the name of Jesus. Speak of only one person. In the name of Jesus. Father, we give you thanks. Maybe you are watching this morning or you are here in the chapel. You don't know Jesus as a Lord and personal Savior. I want you to say this, this prayer after me. Say after me, Lord Jesus. I thank you for coming to die for me. 
I confess I'm a sinner. Forgive me all my sins. I accept you today as my Lord and personal Savior. Come into my heart. Be my master. Be my Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for hearing my prayer. Lift up your hands and just wave your hands to Jesus. Thank him this morning. Father, we thank you. We thank you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Everybody shout a big amen.